Hi, everyone. You have found me and my podcast, Processing the Process. I am Lisa Tams, and I am just a mom who has supported and survived having two kids, actually that's two boys, apply, pre-screen, and audition for college musical theater programs. All of these steps together I refer to, and many people do, as the process. Thus, the name of this podcast, Processing the Process going through it my first time around with my oldest son, I searched for something like this podcast and I didn't find anything. And so I decided to fill that void. And that is how this podcast was born. I hope that by listening, other parents will benefit from my experience and get insight to this very specific process. So that's a little bit about me, this podcast, and what you can expect. On with the show. Enjoy. This is episode 13 of Processing the Process, and the title of this podcast is A Journey Through Reauditioning and Transferring. You will be listening to a chat that I had with Kevin Shupeka. Kevin is a friend and a classmate and a housemate of my son Frankie's, and they both graduated this past April from CCM. Kevin and I talk a lot about his personal journey through his process and what his life looks like now. When thinking about what would be of interest for parents, I thought that hearing about the experience of reapplying, re-auditioning, and transferring would be something that you might be interested in knowing more about. We had a really great conversation and laughed a lot. It was honest and open, and I think you're going to find a lot of value as you listen. So here you go. (laughs) <laughs> hello hi there hi how are you i'm so good this is so exciting yeah so i started this about a year ago and had been thinking about it for a while when tommy started going through it after frankie had i was mm-hmm. like you know what i don't know i just kind of jumped in i didn't really know what i was doing i still good that's really how you do most don't... great things right <laughs> i still don't really feel like I know exactly what I'm doing, but I'm just trying not to let that stop me because I don't know about you or your parents, but when Frankie went through it, I was completely clueless. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to tell my mom about this and she's going to be like, I wish, (laughs) I wish I had it. Yeah. And you know what? Like if this is not definitely not like a how to, but just kind of, I don't know. I just feel like you know, for the sake of community, for the sake of feeling sane. Totally sane, yeah. <laughs> in the process, like you're not crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I think I want to start with where you are currently. Where did you graduate from and what are you doing now? Great. Um, so yeah, this April, I graduated from CCM, College Conservatory of Music in Cincinnati, And I hopped on a plane, and I moved to New York, Um, and now I'm living in Harlem. Um, I'm working a serving job, and I'm auditioning, like, quite a few times every week now. Um, Yeah, this summer has been pretty, like, as far as auditions go, it's been dead, so I've, like been seen every once in a while but um all truly all of a sudden you like go on backstage and there are auditions every single day and it's like I don't know it's very exciting there's just opportunity every time you look at your phone so you said the summer was kind of dead 
Yeah, they're just not auditioning as much, I think. Everyone's already at their summer stocks and stuff. The theaters are already doing shows. And now that those are ending, it seems like they're holding auditions again. Right, and they're people too, and they want to have a summer. Yeah, they're people too, that is so (laughs) The show goes on, but maybe, like, you know, the background (laughs) stuff maybe slows down a a little bit, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, good, good for everyone. Like, you need a breather. You need a well-rounded life, absolutely. Yes, that's such a good point. I know because you were with Frankie, you showcased, and is that when you moved there? Yeah, yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah, it seems so long ago already, (laughs) (laughs) which is crazy because it was such an important day. Yeah, I showcased, and I think I moved like three days before then. And then I went to go do kind of like a summer stock in New Jersey, but I was commuting from New York. Mm to New Jersey so I was still like living in New York so I've been here since April and are you living in the same place that you landed when you got yeah you know I am but I've gone through like three different sets of roommates so I've lived with like I'm in the same apartment but the people I'm living with have changed like several times because they either get jobs or move in with their boyfriends and just like Uh live their lives but are you subletting yeah, technically I'm subletting, but I'm subletting like through the end of time, really. I can stay there as long as I want. I'm subletting from my friend who I actually went to my first school with at Emerson. Okay. Yeah, she booked a job, I think like till October, and then decided she just wanted to get a new place after. So I just took over her sublet. So have you talked to Frankie? I haven't talked to him since he yeah, got so here. So this is Friday. And he moved there on Wednesday, and he is in Hamilton Heights, which is just, like, not far from you, right? Oh, hey, neighbor, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just subletting a room um, with strangers, basically. Yeah. Um, Not basically, they are strangers. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not anymore. Yeah, definitely different. People are moving in and out all the time, and... You rarely know who anyone is, but it's cool. Well, and literally, he, like, packed two suitcases, flew there, and had his suitcases in tow, <laughs> going to the Rockefeller Center <laughs> to pick up his key, <laughs> and then took the subway to his place New yeah, home, yeah. i can just like he took a picture of just like his feet and his suitcases and i was like oh, oh my god it's like from it's like annie <laughs> yeah. three bucks two bags one for me yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes, yes. oh i cannot wait to see him um so you've gone on some auditions are you navigating this with an agent and independently or yes okay Yes. It's so weird. At school, I always talked about like what you were going to do, but none of it like truly made sense. And then I did it and I was like, oh, okay, this is what they were talking mm-hmm. about. So I signed with an agent and yeah, they do some of the work. I definitely get appointments from them every so often. And then whenever there's an open call or on backstage.com, you can apply for auditions to get an appointment. So I do a lot of that on my own too. And yeah, I do a lot of both. Okay. And if you were to book a part that you found on your own how does that work with your agency um I believe it's different with every agent I'm pretty sure that if I get myself the audition then I don't really owe them anything okay yeah 
which would be cool because then you get to keep all your right. money. <laughs> right. Yeah, you get like a 10% raise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right. So going back, really why I wanted to talk to you is because you were a transfer student, but I think it's important to know what your journey was leading up to all that like as a kid at what point did you start heading in this direction and when did you know for sure yeah so musical theater I started in sixth grade I was in schoolhouse rock live junior I had a solo in three's a magic number (laughs) um (laughs) my big shining and then truly I did that and since then it really seemed like there was nothing to me to like a little Kevin Mm -hmm. it seemed like there was nothing else I could do I spent every like minute outside of school either like singing and dancing in my room or being in the school play or in community theaters or something mm-hmm. or like writing my own shows with like these little puppets I had or like Aww. something I know <laughs> so lame uh, no, doing so, something. <laughs> I mean I think that you probably have a lot in common with you know other people and people who are doing yeah. what you're doing now and then in high school it was really just like not an option the way I was raised it just like wasn't an option it wasn't a stable enough job to go into any sort of art um, let alone musical theater for for college and as a career and so for most of high school I was doing this thing that I loved like as much as I could because it's sort of I sort of knew like when college came around I wasn't going to be able to do it anymore Uh and then I got to my, my junior year and I started looking at colleges and other majors and I just I couldn't decide on anything And so I had, like, so many, like, arguments, I guess, with my parents, like, please let me do this thing. Mm -hmm. Eventually they decided, okay, you can get a double major in something, (laughs) for lack of a better word, real, Uh and then you can be an acting major. And I was like, great. But the more I was looking into schools, and I didn't want to just just be an acting major. I wanted to be a musical theater major. I wanted to sing and dance, Mm -hmm. too. So I told my parents that I would be a musical theater major, but I would also get a minor. Mm -hmm. Um, That, that That was the deal. That was the deal. And then I started auditioning I never got my minor. Uh-huh. I never got. My parents are still like waiting for that minor. To <laughs> never got that. Um, and by the time I had finally like decided, yes, I can do musical theater, it was probably like September, October of my senior year, which is pretty late in the game mm-hmm. for like applying because you have to like apply for auditions, not just like the school. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is such a long process. process. Yeah. Um, and so the first audition process I was in, I felt very just like rushed into kind of. Um, so I had never even heard of CCM at that point. Mm-hmm. As you didn't mention, mm-hmm. did, were you taking um, private vocal lessons? Were you taking dance lessons? I wasn't actually. I didn't take any sort of lessons until I got to musical theater college. But I was doing like every every school play, every like community theater show imaginable. I was dancing all the time in my room. Um, yeah, so as far as singing and dancing goes, I was pretty self taught. Mm-hmm. And then I was in the choirs, and like there are definitely ways to like get the training and get the practice without actually having like a private teacher Mm -hmm. and I think that that's like it's good for people to hear because 
yeah. especially parents who have kids in similar situations and they're like but you haven't been taking voice lessons for years and years and Mm -hmm. you haven't been taking dance classes for years and years like how are you going to even be able to compete yeah and I definitely heard from my parents that very thing like these kids have been training since they could walk how to dance like it's that just like wasn't you how do you how is this going to work out Mm -hmm. um but it did. And one of, one of the big things that somebody said to me when I was beginning this with Frankie was, you know, you have to be able to move. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and pick up choreography. Um, yeah, that is still like to this day something I struggle with. Like I can definitely dance, but um, it's like it's memory. It's like mm-hmm. you it's like not even like sure if your body can do the steps that's great but like can you remember mm-hmm. all of the choreography they're throwing at you yeah and that's something that like literally I went to a dance call yesterday and I was like I have to I have to figure this out I have to figure out how to memorize this mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. it's hard yeah yeah it's like a language totally yeah Ooh, very good way to put it yeah yeah that you have to like just kind of get the <laughs> Giovanni um Mm-hmm. Giovanni, my 13-year-old, just started um, dance classes. Um, well, not just, but he was only taking tap, and now he started ballet and jazz, and he was in, he's been in cool. ballet class, and he's like, they're saying all these words, and I have no idea what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just... Because that one actually is another language. <laughs> so I'm just watching and trying to do it, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm like, it's okay. You'll just, you know, you'll pick it up eventually. <laughs> totally, totally. And it just takes practice and going to class. I've been out of class since school started Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so now yeah I think yesterday was like a wake-up call like okay time to get back into dance class Mm -hmm. so that I can just like get my brain moving that way again Mm -hmm. yeah okay so I I kind of cut you off you were Mm -hmm. saying you were applying yeah so it was about um October when I started applying Uh or when I had even heard of these musical theater programs and I think I applied for like five or six which it's like a, pr- I would say it's a pretty low number of schools people apply to, For you know, sure. like I, yeah. oh my gosh, I I remember I got to the auditions thinking I had done all I needed to do. I applied for my six schools <laughs> and I was going to the Chicago Unified. Yeah, lucky I even heard of the Chicago Unified. Um, and I show up and I'm meeting these girls who are like, I have like a specific girl in my head who's like, this is my 22nd audition. Oh my and I was at my first and I was like, what so I just had no clue yeah 22 auditions I did yeah I didn't even know there were that many schools <laughs> offering this degree <laughs> so you didn't have a coach or anything no I didn't have a coach yeah but there were people who still helped me like my drama teacher at my public high school my choir teacher once a month I asked them if they would sit down and like see my cuts so, like even though I didn't have a private coach private teacher or anything I had the people who trained me the past four years, the relationships I made with these people. And then I had my friends who were also like cool artists at the same time um, doing other things, but like had completely valid opinion. So I would say reach for help from wherever you think you can get it. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have these, that was, yeah, that was another thing. I didn't even know these like train, like I 
there was one called Moo Crew, I think. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, I can't really say went through her program, but we signed up for cool. her thing. And he went to Moonifieds and that. But that was another thing that I had heard um, at Unifieds. I just like never heard of it. But I, they're super cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like if you can do it, go do it. That's so mm-hmm. cool. But you don't need to, I guess is the point I'm making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And were you pretty on your own? I mean, were your parents checking you or? Once, once they allowed me to do this, they were totally on my side completely. And my mom definitely helped probably the most just finding these schools with me because we were so late. So she was on the internet every night, like looking up these schools. She gave me a list of them and that's how I found the six or seven that I ended up applying for. Yeah. So after they allowed me to do it, gave me their blessing, if you Mm -hmm. will, they were all for it, totally on my side. And I'm super grateful to them for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine really doing it without that support, you know, or, or feeling the hesitancy behind you. Sure, yeah. Would... A pull, like, away from mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's so difficult. It'd be hard. So in your auditions and waiting to hear back, tell me a little bit about how that played out. Sure. Um, in my auditions, one of the biggest things I realized, I love to dance. In all the like community shows and the, or the school shows, I was always the dancer. And then I got to a dance call. My first dance call ever was at, I think it was like a Ball State audition. And that memorization, that like them doing it in front of you and then having to copy it and then add a million more things on top. That's when I realized like, oh, I need like, I need to be trained in this. That was a big eye opener for me. And then... I auditioned for the rest of the schools and then you wait, you wait for so long, like months until April. So I waited and um, I got into either two or three of the schools mm-hmm. that I applied for. Well, that's um, pretty and... good out of six. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I got lucky. Right? Wow. <laughs> like, thank goodness one of them got back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I decided on Emerson, which is a super cool um, liberal arts college in Boston. It's super, it's like still probably one of the most creative environments I've ever been a part of. Mm -hmm. I got there, so exciting. But even like when I first got there, I feel like I knew, like I knew, because after those auditions, I had, this whole world had opened up to me. I didn't know that there were all these other schools and all this opportunity out there that I had no idea about so then when my college decisions came back and I picked one there was something like still in me that was like oh but there's still so much more out there I don't know about yet so I went through like my first semester and I learned so much at both schools at Emerson and CCM I think the most I learned was during my freshman year Mm -hmm. that was like the most valuable time at both schools that's interesting um Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and I still think the basis for most of my work is what I did at Emerson. And then I finished first semester, and I just kind of, that feeling that, like, I don't know about this never really went away. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I wanted somewhere, I just wanted to try something else. I wanted to do something else. I wanted to see what else was out there. I wanted to give myself the chance to audition for those 22 schools mm-hmm, <laughs> that, I, mm-hmm. that I didn't the first time. So, well, actually, first, I, so Emerson and the Boston Conservatory are, like, right across the street from each other. Okay. So that year, 
on a weekend, I like went to Boko and I auditioned. And then I ended up getting in, but it was, Boko's a very mm-hmm. expensive school. I think that's actually one of the more expensive. I've seen that tuition cost on so many different schools. Yes, yes. I like, no, Boko is, it's just an expensive school. Um, and it's a large class. It's a great program. It? Yeah, I think it's like 50 or uh-huh. 60, um, which is like so much, especially compared to Frankie and I were in a class of 14, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just too much money. So I couldn't, I couldn't go to Boko. So I could either stay at Emerson or I could go home and try this whole process again. <sighs> <laughs> and I chose to do, I don't know why. <laughs> I chose to do it again. Well, and when you, so when you auditioned at Boko, <laughs> Before you auditioned, did you know the tuition? Okay. Yes, I did. <laughs> I just kind of hoped they would, like, give me a full scholarship and nothing Yeah, and, and, I mean, you know what? I mean, who knows, right? You know, there is the thinking out there to take those schools off of your list because kids and their families can't afford them. But I was, like, indefinitely, my husband, Eric, was... Not so much the first time around, because I don't think we really realized. Um, totally. But the second time around, if Tommy got into one of these, like, crazy expensive schools, I think there would have been a question. I was of the mind, let him audition and see, mm-hmm. like, what packages come. But then but then I'm also thinking, is it, is it so heartbreaking then to, like, what if you get into Carnegie? And... yeah. Another very expensive yeah, school. And you yeah, you can't go. Too, yeah. Um, well, I still think because, well, that was kind of part of it. You know, I could have stayed at Emerson. I could have stayed in Boston um, and, like, continued my training. But I think getting into Boco, even though I wasn't able to go, made me realize, like, oh, okay, if I do audition for 22 schools, I can do this. Like, yes, I'll get it in. served a purpose in, yeah. in your journey. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a great school and I just got into it. And it, that means that what I'm looking for is totally tangible, just right. not here. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. That's a really good jumping off point for you, you know, where you had to go from there to mm-hmm. put you in the state of heart and mind that would be a good yeah. place and confidence. That was the biggest. Yeah. If there's one thing the transferring taught me it's that just the difference between the first time I auditioned and the second was that when I walked into the room the second time for auditions I truly like in my heart felt I could Mm -hmm. do this and so I got into like so many more schools I got into my dream Mm -hmm. school um and I swear like not much had changed yeah I had gone to musical theater school for a year I had fine-tuned some of these skills but mostly I just believed I could Mm -hmm. do it and the results, like, were right there in front of me. Like, that works. Mm. And that's something, like, a week ago at an audition, I left. And I was like, but Kevin, remember when you were auditioning for colleges and your mindset changed? You said you could do it. And all of a sudden, you got what mm-hmm. you asked for? Like, that's just what I have to do again now, auditioning professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said you had kind of that feeling even kind of going in and then when you first got there had you mentioned this to your mom and dad at any point or anybody else um 
Not really. No, because it was definitely just like sort of a gut feeling in the beginning. And yeah, in the beginning, I totally saw myself at Emerson for four years. I had this feeling like, oh, maybe this isn't right. But I also like could see myself graduating. I remember when I told my mom, I was on my crew assignment <laughs> freshman year at Emerson. And I was just like, no, I need to like at least try to do something mm-hmm. else. Um, and that's when I called her up and I was like, hey. I'm doing this. And that was a big step because it wasn't can so I? much like, hey, yeah, hey, mom, can I do this? I was like, hey, this is what's going on. I'm letting you mm-hmm. in. And then I did it. Yeah. So did you finish the year and did the people around you know that you were auditioning? I told a couple people, like my close friends. Mm-hmm. But, like, Boko was right across the street. And, like, people had friends at Boko. And they, like, all saw me at the audition. Yeah. So I didn't really tell anyone. But everyone knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you kind of one foot in, one foot out for the rest of the t- of your time there? Or? I was still very focused. I just loved it. I just loved I loved taking class. Especially my first freshman mm-hmm. year. My first freshman year. I just loved everything about it. And so in class, I was just 100% in there. And then outside of it, yeah, I guess I was preparing myself to leave. But you were soaking up all of the education that was available to you. Yeah, totally. And, like, a good school will, like, keep you inspired like that. At Emerson, I was constantly inspired. Mm -hmm. And just being in the classes was inspiring. And so it's great. It's so funny to talk about how incredible my experience was at Emerson. But I left. Yeah, well, you know, not everything makes perfect sense either. Yeah, good. It doesn't have to to still be the right thing. Mm-hmm. Something that you can't completely <laughs> articulate. Definitely. But it's still the right yeah. decision. Something you feel for sure. Yeah, and I truly believe that every part of everyone's journey, even the falls that happen along the way, it is a part of who you are and yeah, it wasn't great, but it served you. Absolutely. You know, I just was listening to Rachel Hollis, and she's a big uh, motivator. But she got tattooed on her wrist, embrace the suck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is apparently like a military term of, you know, embrace this hard thing because good things come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's when it, like, that's when you're, like, being shaped into the person that you eventually become yeah that's when like change is the most present yeah. I think. in the, the discomfort and the hard and the struggle sure yeah yeah I, it makes you realize that something's not right and then you do something about it mm-hmm. okay so you took a year off yes the gap year <laughs> <laughs> and what did that year look like interesting talk about embracing the suck <laughs> like my gap year wasn't great did uh, you go back to live at home Yes, I was back in St. Charles, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. Wow, I was just a very different person, you know? I think space, space away from school, space away from, like, an organized path. You know, this is the first time I've ever, like, strayed from the path and I'm doing something different. I just, I feel like during my gap year, I really just kind of sat and thought and I figured out who I was. Mm -hmm. And I figured out that I did, you know, when you're 18... You don't feel 18. You kind of feel like 40. Like, you feel way older than yeah, you do when yeah. you're 18. Right. Um, you feel like you know more and... Right. Yeah. You feel like you know everything. 
And then during my gap year, I kind of sat down. I was like, oh, I don't actually know who I am at all. Mm -hmm. And that was when I discovered things like, I mean, like I I came out of the closet during my gap year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was like a big, I learned that about me. And then I think just that confidence in myself then came into my auditioning. Oh my gosh, for sure. I mean, absolutely. that freedom, oh, it had to just be like you uncorked like a whole yeah, dimension yeah. of who you are and I mean you really you can't be your best self unless you're all of you you know yeah absolutely yeah, wow yeah so that time to think time away from the drive and the constant like pursuit of what you want is so important because that's when you realize who you are and then that makes the pursuit Mm -hmm. stronger and I think you know the pursuit is definitely a distraction I just think the message from society is so much about pursuit and about doing and going and keeping and and being staying distracted from looking inward Mm -hmm. and that is such an important part of positioning yourself to reach your full potential I mean, that has to happen. It has to happen at some point. But I also feel like as an actor that you have to do the work. You have to do like a lot of personal work internally to be able to be genuine in the roles that you are playing. Sure. Absolutely. I think one of the first things that Bubba, the head of CCM, told us, I think it was like the first meeting we ever had. He sat all the freshmen down and he said, to be a successful actor, you have to know who you are and you have to like mm-hmm. who you are. And that's really, it does start from that. It starts from like, you know, how do you act like a real person if you don't even know who your real mm-hmm. person is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's also mm-hmm. So that year really brought you to that place. Yeah, to myself, yeah. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. that's so beautiful. I love that. So why CCM? It was... Uh, CCM was just like the the school Mm -hmm. you know it's just like I can't even put it into words like I just like really dreamed especially at Emerson which just moves at a I think a slower pace that was one of the things why reasons I left beautiful inspiring just moves Mm -hmm. a lot slower Um, which is right for which like absolutely CCM was truly just like especially freshman year, you wake up at 8 a.m., you, you go to class, and then you go to rehearsal till 11 p.m., and then you stay up for an hour and a half, like, memorizing your monologue for the next day, and then you wake up at 8 a.m. again. And that was so just, like, exciting mm-hmm. to me, and it just, like, lit a fire, and that's what I wanted. I wanted to not stop. And then senior year, I was so over it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so, yeah, that's what I wanted, and I'm so glad I had it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's so funny. Senior year, I was so over it. But that, I think, is how a lot of things are designed. You're so ready to be done. Yes. It wouldn't be good if you were like, but I don't want to leave, you know? Right, exactly. You were kind of like incubated, you know? Yeah. And then That's a, no, released definitely. out into, into the world. And with a fire, you know, you want to leave that smoke behind you to give mm-hmm. you to give you the force behind you to launch, you know? Totally, totally. Yeah, senioritis is a good sign, I think. Yeah. Okay, so second time auditioning. Now, you were two years older yeah. going in. 
did all the schools that you applied to, did you have to enter as a freshman? That was definitely something I looked for. I like sought out. I wanted to just start over, do the whole thing, freshman to senior year with your class. It's such a special thing. It's a family. Yeah, it sounds so cheesy, but it really, really Yeah, is. you wanted to do that. Um, you didn't see that I as wanted... like a, oh my gosh, I'm going back now. No, it's what I wanted to go through the four years. I do know that some schools allow you to audition to enter as a sophomore, I think. Like, I have a friend who went to Ball State who did that. So it's definitely an option. Mm-hmm. Most schools make you start over as a freshman, and that is what I wanted. And how many schools did you apply to the second time? Not 22. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like 14, 13 or 14. Okay, that sounds like a really solid yeah. list. Um, were you able to reopen your Common App? I had to make a new one. You did, okay. The Common App, I haven't even thought of that in so long. <laughs> did you use your same essays? No, I think I rewrote pretty much everything. Oh um um, I also just learned so so much in like a year, a year and a half. That you couldn't that like, really use the same thing because you were like a yeah, different person. Yeah. Yeah. And a better writer. Yeah. And your material, like your audition material was all different. Actually, I kept a song. Uh-huh. So funny. Just the stuff I auditioned. I would never sing now. I sang Tell My Father from the Civil War musical. Mm-hmm. And that was like my, my ballad, like my heart-wrenching <laughs> ballad. And I sang that. <laughs> Which is just so not me, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me like a yeah, silly like a song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even when they only asked for one song, I brought them the ballad. So yeah, that one I used the first time around, and then I changed my like comedic song and I think my monologue. And you found that all on your own. Yeah. Well, it can be fun too. Just read. I don't know. Just read plays, and then they'll come to you. <laughs> yeah. At Emerson, yeah. we used to have to do a thing where we had to read a play a week. That was really? just, Your it was choice. just cool. Yeah. Or just any play just once a week. Yeah. It just opens you up to a lot of material. Yeah. It's all out there. I think it's definitely easier to find work you want to work on when you're not looking for it. Right. Oh my gosh. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Like if you're looking through for a monologue, just like through these books, I don't know. I just remember like looking for the longest line I could in the book. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking, there's a monologue. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What else? What don't I know to ask? <laughs> Good See, that's where I sit. What don't I know to ask um, that would benefit people to know? Okay, one of the best things I heard at CCM, Kevin McCollum, CCM alum, Broadway producer, he like produced Avenue Q and Renz came and talked to us. He came every year, but I think he said this freshman year. He said, you don't have to do something just because it was your dream when you were 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And he was a musical theater major at CCM. And now he's a producer, a very, very, very successful producer. That idea, and it goes along with transferring. Just because you committed to the school your senior year does not mean you have to stay. I think like leaving that school really made me realize like I really can do whatever I want. Yeah, if you put your mind and heart into it. Absolutely. And all it takes is doing it, is like actually doing it. Yeah. Um, but sometimes those things get so they blow up so huge and mm-hmm. they like stifle you and you just can't move. But it's important to remember to just keep taking one step ahead. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. One yeah, one step. However up. slowly. And that's something I stay, I, sticks with me now, especially now that I'm not just studying musical theater anymore. Like, I can go audition for a play. 
how wild mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. I'm writing right now like, who knows maybe I'm on Broadway for a year but then the play I write becomes like the Pulitzer Prize winning piece yeah and I didn't and study you're writing that. yourself into it right right yes absolutely yes, absolutely. <laughs> Always. Yes, you must you must <laughs> <laughs> well one thing about the um about the point that you just made is I, I tell my kids always like you are never stuck. You are never stuck. Like, even if, and this is like, this is the extreme, but even if you are standing at the top of the aisle and your soon to be spouse waiting for you, you're, you're never stuck. Like it's never too late. Don't go in and make that commitment. If it's not feeling you know, even yeah. if you're right on the brink, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And it's all going to turn out okay. It feels terrible. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all the gifts everybody already sent? And oh, wow. they're here and they've traveled here. And I mean, all of that could make, just make you go, well, I just have to go through with it. Mm-hmm. But you don't and you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's yeah, never always. been a moment, no matter what, like no matter what I've been through, I've never ended up not okay. Like, I'm sitting here now. I'm okay. Yeah. And the more experiences you have like that, I think the easy, the easier, the harder situations are. I don't know. I mean, that kind of sounds like a complete, you know, dichotomy. Oh. But I think it, it increases your hope. And that's powerful. And, yeah. Yeah. That you have the, the legs to see beyond, even though it's bad right now or hard right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or unknown, unknown. Like, you can be comfortable in the unknown. Oh, now that is acting school in a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Freshman year acting teacher says embrace the unknown. And we should. In acting. So you retained a lot. These are all solid (laughs) freshman year. Yeah. That are just, like, rolling off of your tongue. Yeah. Oh, truly. I mean, I was influenced very much by all of my teachers. And I'm grateful for all of it. And I just, Mm -hmm. I mean, transferring only gave me more, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. What else? Um, I also kind of wish, now that I've moved to New York, everyone talks about, at school, just, like, before, how, like, hard the life of, like, a starving artist, of, like, an actor is. Just, like, getting into these schools are hard, and then you're going to get to school, and you're going to have to work really, really, really hard, and then you're going to get to New York, and, oh, the streets are dirty, and it smells like pee, and, like, um... (laughs) You're going to have to, like, wake up at the crack of dawn to get to these auditions. But, like, I wish, and, yeah, that's all true. But, like, I also wish that they spent a little more time just being, like, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually a lot. I think the biggest shock that happened to me when I got to New York was I realized how easy it was. Like, mm. I, I have a day job that is paying my rent and I'm surviving. Like, I did that. And, like... Oh. Oh, I was so like I was so nervous about just getting to auditions, but like guess what? Auditions only happen in two buildings and they're right next to each other. <laughs> like <laughs> it's so it's just much more tangible, doable than I thought it would be. Um mm. and yeah, I think I think that's something that people going into this need to hear. Like you can do it and you will mm-hmm. figure it out and it'll be easier than you think it will be you still have to work hard there's no excuse Mm -hmm. for that like you absolutely still have to work hard but if you do it then you'll be fine I'm not living on the streets yet (laughs) so (laughs) yeah because you're an intelligent 
delightful <laughs> person <laughs> and you will land on your feet no matter what yeah, no matter I, what yeah so you you mentioned about like the minor and all of that are you thinking like you might go back for something or um i mean when i told my parents i was gonna get the minor i definitely meant it i mean not many schools allow you to get a bfa in musical theater and a minor i don't know as far as like right now i i'm doing this auditioning for musical theater working my day job to pay my rent right now but i'm keeping my options open yeah there are a lot of things I want to do. And even though I went to college for six years, I am still young and still have a ton of time to do it. How old are you? 24? 24. <laughs> okay. And that is so young. Like, you're, you're just getting started. You really are just getting started. Musical theater or not. Your 20s? Oh, my gosh. From 20 to 30, so much is in that time. So much. It's exciting. I just read online, the worst thing you can do to yourself in your 20s is assume that you're supposed to have everything figured out. Mm. I just read that this morning and I was like, oh, thank you. I needed to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. You just remain open, which you clearly are a very open person and things will just take shape. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And do you really feel like graduating that you have a network of people there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely have a network. Um, I mean, there are all the people from CCM. Yesterday I saw a girl who was a couple years ahead of me at CCM at this dance call, and we hadn't spoken in, like, two years. But then we got into the room together, and we were immediately, like, okay, we're each other's person. Like, we're going to get each other through this. <laughs> it was really sweet. Yeah, and then I've reconnected with my friends from Emerson who have moved to New York, and so I have, like, double the network now. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's a much smaller community than people realize, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and that's comforting. It's got to be comforting to you, but it's also, as a parent, it's very comforting oh, wow. to think, like, you know what? They're so not alone. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It makes New York seem a lot smaller and that a lot of people are looking out for you. Yeah. That's very, very comforting to know. And do you feel like you did a lot of networking at CCM? Sure. Yeah. Especially um, CCM has this like incubator project they do where they bring in a New York director and a New York like playwright. And my friend Maddie said that she was in an audition the other day and the director of the piece she was in was the director of this one and so they like hugged when she got into the audition room which is like you know a great sign a great start um so yeah I guess you're totally right it definitely does and then it's not that hard to build that network even if your school doesn't do it for you like once you go in for one director they'll remember you and then the next time you go in, they're like, oh, hey, Kevin, good to see you again. And mm-hmm. then that, so like, even if you don't get the job, just going to the audition creates a relationship. All an agent does is, I shouldn't say all, they're very helpful. They're great at their jobs, yeah. But they just get you in the room a little more. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing stopping you from waking up early and going to the room yourself. Mm-hmm. One of my last questions, being older and going in as a freshman, how did that play into being with your class? Sure. I would say at, f- at first, only in the very beginning, I felt a difference because 
I had already been to college. I had just done this whole, like, moving into a dorm thing before. I don't know, the, like, shock and awe of, like, college I had already been through. Mm -hmm. And so in the very beginning, I definitely felt a bit of a difference. Then once we started classes and once the ball started rolling, I mean, you go through all of it together. You go through freshman year to senior year together. And so once things started, I never felt, you know, it was my first time at CCM, too. Like, I had just as much of a clue as anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so once it started, yeah. I've always felt like Frankie's, like, my older brother. (laughs) (laughs) Always. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, he is an old soul, I would say. He's grounded and wise beyond his, I feel like. Beyond his years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're just born that way, you know? I agree. Yeah, well... Anything else? Any other wisdom to impart? Oh, gosh. Well, if if you ask me that question, I'll talk for hours. (laughs) I just, I don't know. Long story short, like, do what your gut tells you. If it's telling you to audition for musical theater, you should probably audition for musical theater. If it's telling you to leave the school, then leave the school. I think deep down, everyone knows what's right for them. And it's just a matter of looking inward, like we said, and listening to it. Mm -hmm. And that goes with, yeah, musical theater, but also just life. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it's beautiful. Love it. Love it. So, well, God bless you and good luck and all the things. I just have so much faith and belief in mm-hmm. what you're capable of. And I am so excited to see where this takes you all. Thank you so, so much, Lisa. This was lovely and enlightening and fun. Oh, it was so fun. Good. You're very articulate and, and <laughs> honest and real. So I appreciate that. Thank you so oh, much, Lisa. Thank you, Kevin. Of course. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Isn't he just such a great guy? I love what he said about what he had heard that the worst thing you can do in your 20s is think you have to have it all figured out. And that is very true. I also really liked what he said about this career being more tangible and doable than people leading up to actually doing it make it out to be. So I hope you got a lot out of that. Please leave a comment and or email me at lisatams at aol.com, L-I-S-A-T-H-A-M-S at aol.com and put in the subject line, processing the process. I would love your feedback. I would also love to know anything that you are interested in knowing more about. All right. For all of you who are actually going through the process right now with your son or daughter, I am thinking of you and wishing you the best. It's just getting started as this is September of 2019. So things are just ramping up for you. Once you go through it, you're kind of forever in the club. And you have such empathy and can relate so well to people who are doing it actively. I am thankful that I am not currently doing it, but I'm happy that I have and that I can use my experiences to bring you information that could be of help. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.